Well, welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the Wet Bandits. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. Now, when I was a kid, we had this neighborhood and these people who kind of watched over it called the Carols. And they told and they ratted on everybody. It was an absolute nightmare. But I feel like this week's guest might have benefited from having somebody like that around in their neighborhood. Mark Evan Jackson, thank you for coming. This is the second year you've done this now. So it's thank true, you. yes. Thanks yeah. for having me. Of course, man. Uh How's it been going for you so far? You just—we were just talking about it. You've been pretty busy. Um, I've been a little bit busy. Yeah, I'm—I um, recur on a few shows. Uh, I recur on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and on The Good Place, both now on NBC. Um, I, in fact, I'm hosting a podcast about The Good Place, which has turned out to be more work than I anticipated. That's what you're saying. Um, yeah. But it's so much fun. I'm—I feel like I'm getting a, an inadvertent graduate degree in television writing and composition and acting and you know all the trades god um, just what you were describing is way more intense than what i think most people think it probably is i i don't know what i envisioned a writer's room to be it's yeah. more than that Especially for a show like that though too. oh it's very like, intricate right yeah 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 it's like uh I'd, I'd like to see like the rick and morty writer's room and like that's another show that i like to see too, i'm like. sure that that's very intricate as well like and also it's a show that involves infinity right like right. they do just about anything in that show it seems yeah and um, whereas that might seem like it would be freeing, it's also something that you have to keep super track of, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like yeah, what's established yeah. reality and what's possible. Um, no, it's to be a part of these shows. I, I say this a lot. I'm not convinced I'm not somewhere in a hospital bed hooked up to machines in a coma <laughs> and I will awake to grand disappointment <laughs> because the fact that I get to, you know, be friends and, and know them and work with these people and learn from them is uh, astounding and special. Uh, both of us being from the Michigan area. Well, you and I were talking last night. I was laughing about that on the way home that like you've said you've had people like, well, you and Peacock must know each other, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of a few people. They uh, get that a lot with um, early on. It was TJ Jagodowski that people were like, obviously you've been best friends forever. And it's like, we've never met. Um, <laughs> and now we have. And yeah. um, sometimes when that gets oversold too, it's like, hi, hi. Okay. Yeah. Like it's now it's weird somehow. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I think I met you for this last year here at the Detroit think, Improv Yeah, Festival. like we had met before, but never like, you know, conversing like we right, are right, now. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in one sense, improv is a very small world. Entertainment is a very small world and improv is a subset within that. But yeah, um, there are definitely people, um, including some of your guests that are about to arrive that I've known for a while, but yeah. had never met till last night. Yeah, because I think you you had already split from Detroit when I started showing up. I think up. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So having that Detroit connection, mm -hmm. do you and Kristen Bell talk about it all the time? We do talk about it. Yeah. Um, she's from right by the zoo. She's from uh, Huntington Woods uh, by uh, 10 Mile and and Woodward. And we do talk about it. Her husband, uh, Dax Shepard, is also from this area. I got I got excited one time because I saw her wearing a Red Wings jersey in some magazine. I was like, holy shit. And I found out she's from here. Oh, so. yeah. She's legit. Yeah. That love doesn't go away. She's the greatest. Um, so we're, we're going we're to do Home Alone. And you said this is legitimately your favorite movie. Which everybody finds so funny when they're like, what's your favorite movie? And I say, Home Alone. They're like, ha, ha, ha. But seriously, um, I think I... So I was the youngest of three kids. Uh, still am, I suppose. Um, my, uh, my siblings are a little bit older than I am. My brother's nine years older than my sister's 11 years older than I am. And so 
I grew up and sort of simultaneously was the youngest of three, but also an only child with four parents. Sure. So when this movie came out in whatever it was, uh, probably 89, maybe 90, something like that. Um, it really struck a chord because I had those feelings. I would often be home alone and I can remember one time, uh, um, a basement window, a very heavy, my house I grew up in was, you know, built in the 1900s, I think. And a very heavy basement casement window, like wrought iron window fell in to the basement and crashed when I was home alone during the day. Yeah. But something in my mind was like, if someone's breaking into my house, I have every right to do anything <laughs> I want to do. You know, I right. think I got like the longest kitchen knife and, and maybe a broomstick and went down the basement stair. They're like, I don't know. Yeah. That, so all the... I admire your courage. For really that. violent harm that transpires uh, in this movie. Um, oh, it just tickled me deeply. Yeah. It yeah, really struck a chord and I found it hilarious. And I do to this day. Um, a close second is uh, Home Alone 2, Welcome to... Uh, Lost, Lost in New York. Lost yes. in New York, yeah. Which is also an, uh, an outstanding film. <laughs> there are other films I like too, Three Days of the Condor, but Home Alone... <laughs> unabashedly i i it's not the only film i like you guys <laughs> i love that movie too i it came out i was a kid when it came out and i would i there was like a pepsi cross promotion with it i don't know if you remember that oh I do. but i would drink pepsi and watch that movie oh yeah and then i would i would eat cheese pizza there was uh just for you um, there was uh, That's right, yeah. there was some pretty significant uh, product placement in some of those films, including I feel like like Flamin' Hot Gator uh, uh, Frito Cheetos or something he's eating at one oh, point that I yeah, think yeah. was a, a limited time promotion of some sort of powdered cheese covered <laughs> fried corn snack. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that it's set at Christmas too. Cause I, I oh, love I th- Christmas movies. So like, I think that makes it special as well. Yeah. Just the decorations of that neighborhood too. And the, and the soundtrack. So, like it's soundtrack's great. Yeah. Pretty great. The Michael Jordan cutout always got to me too. I like that mm-hmm. a lot when it's on the train. Rocking around. Yeah. Of course. I love that movie. And now that we've talked about it, I want to go back and rewatch it. I think it's still the VHS copy somewhere. Um, my girlfriend in college, uh, Gina gave me a VHS copy of it. And, um, I think I just got rid of it. Uh, after a storage space fire uh, about a year ago. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Gina. So our time together is done, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it lasted a lot longer than... I love you very much, Gina. <laughs> well, uh... She's not the only one I love, you guys. I know. It's, <laughs> no, I know. You love a lot of people. Yeah, I'm married, so yeah. that's part of it, too. And you love your wife, I'm assuming. I don't want to get into, like, <laughs> a lot of personal stuff. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk to somebody who might know a little more about the McAllisters. Hey, neighbors, Adam here. Wanted to take a quick second and tell you about something very cool going on on the internet. This month, streaming horror service Shudder is celebrating the films of John Carpenter with vampires, the fog, and more. John Carpenter is the best. It's what got Nate and I loving horror movies as kids, and that's why we're doing this show now. So do yourself a favor, go to Shudder.com, use the promo code NEIGHBORS at checkout, and if you do it, you'll get a free 30-day trial. And if you like Shudder, subscribe, pay for it, watch what they have. They're the best, and they're not only are they the best, they're celebrating the best with John Carpenter. So again, that's promo code NEIGHBORS at checkout, use them, and enjoy what they have. 
Did you know that there's no better way to support My Neighbors Are Dead than by spreading the word about the show? If you like what you're listening to, we'd love it if you could help get the word out. The two best ways to do this are to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a second and it helps immensely. Also, you can share this week's episode on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and you can find us on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Thanks again, neighbors. Thank you so much. And now, back to the show. Well, I, I do it all the time. I, I want to say thank you for coming by and doing this. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. it's my pleasure. Yeah. Well, uh, both kind of in Chicago, so not a, not a far trip for you to go. No, yeah. no. I, uh, uh, I drove. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's really convenient because, like, I think, we're, you know, where I'm at, the, the, the trains stop right around where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the trains, that's a, that's a younger person's thing, I think. Right? <laughs> Young man's game. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Murphy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gerald, please. Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I just wanted to. Uh, Gerald Murphy, thanks for coming by and doing the show. Oh, it's yeah, it's my pleasure. I, I guess true crime is a is a genre now, right? It's a big deal. People yeah, love it. People talk about. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised about this one. This doesn't seem. You know, nobody died. <laughs> well, I'm close. I'm close. Who, Kevin? Well, I yeah, that's pretty scary. I mean, you know, Kevin. He's a he's a funny guy. Yeah, you're the McAllister's neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live just across the street. Yeah. Yeah uh victim of the wet bandits yes yes but i i what i want to know about, i want to know about that but what is what is it like or what are the McAllisters like specifically kevin because you i don't know he seems kind of like a little rambunctious kind of dennis the menace type kid i worry about that kid he spends a lot of time alone and yeah. you know he gets picked on by uh you know jeff and lenny and megan and buzz and you know those are the kids that grow up to be the ones you got to watch out for i mean he's right. a He's a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, where I'm from, we call those alternative school kids. I don't know. If it, is that? Uh, I don't think he's got developmental disabilities. No, no, oh, it's, no, okay. it's, that's not. No. It's, oh no, I just. Yeah, we used to use a different word, and I'm. I've been told not to. I, I yeah, you can't say it anymore. I guess. I mean, you can. Well, but, you can. Yeah, but then you got to go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want? Yeah, it's that. That sucks because or it, like not that there's anything. You know, like that's fine. You have to like, yeah. There's got to be like a clarification. Of nice why kid though. Yeah, nice yeah. kid. Nice yeah. kid. Uh, so you were in Orlando, right? That's right. Yeah, it was a Christmas holidays. And, yeah, you know, things in Wilmette get uh, get pretty snowy, and um, in fact, the night you know night before we left, we had a bit of an ice storm, and mm-hmm. uh, some power lines came down. Phone lines were, you know, Ma Bell was a mess. And uh, we, we we went to Orlando and uh, you know to go visit some family down there. Um, my uh, my wife's sister's down there, and we were uh, we were gone for a while. Came back to uh, to a real mess. Yeah. yeah. What, so what what is that experience like to come home to like your your private living space and find out that it's just been completely ransacked? Well, you know, it was not just that. Like I I know what what people know about it, and and that's certainly you know mess enough. I mean, they they did come in. They you know they they made a a big travesty out of my wife's snow globes. I mean, that was, you know, oh, no, really? oh yeah. I mean, she, that's, that's kind of her bailiwick, that and candlesticks. And, you know, I don't know what they used, but unwrap some presents we were saving till later. I mean, it was kind of a thing. Of course, you know, I guess their signature thing of these two, these two, you know, funny guys, they, uh, they stop up the sinks and, and turn it on. And of course it floods. Yeah. Now, you know, no disrespect to the, to the local law enforcement, but they, um, I guess to 
you know, preserve the scene as it as it's meant or whatever. Mm-hmm. They um they didn't turn the water off. And we were gone for like two, two and a half weeks. So, you know, we didn't come back till after New Year's. They just let it run the whole time? I mean, they just let it run. And uh that's upsetting. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, my wife says I always wanted an indoor indoor pool, but you know, I <laughs> not mean, like this. I mean, not uh that's got to be not like this. I can't imagine what the cleanup effort on something like that is. It's got to be a lot of money, right? That's a lot oh, of no, water. Oh no, we moved. Damage. We moved. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah. Oh, total disaster. We dried it out as good as we could. Didn't mention it in the disclosures and just uh yeah, no, we live uh, we live in Evanston now. <laughs> Evanston's very beautiful. It's all right. Yeah, not I I spent some time out there. I did I, at Northwestern. Yeah, it's very lovely out there. Yeah, yeah. There's a Baskin Robbins. Uh so when you found out what happened with the McAllisters leaving their kid alone, uh, how, does, how does that make you feel about like your neighbors? That's kind of like a big thing to do is to leave a kid alone. The first time it would be, right? Right. But these guys, these McAllisters, I mean, they're funny guys. Like they, you know, they, this kind of thing happens to them all the time. Right. You know, uh, about a year later, same thing happened. They're flying, I think the, I think they were going to Florida. Um, the little one, uh kevin yeah you gotta watch out for kids like that like these are the kids that grow up to you know cook people um i mean that's not me talking that's just you know it's fact that's what i'm saying yeah and you know here's this kid he gets i don't know he uh his story is that he follows a guy wearing a camel coat into the airport and then you know boom so like yeah that should be a one-time event in a family you would think you you would think so Yeah. yeah i think this went on to happen like five or six more times once in the Northeast involving like a stolen painting or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this little Kevin kid, he's a magnet for trouble. I think, yeah, there's a bigger issue going on here. That's this parental style of these McAllisters. Because mm-hmm. you have a son, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he, I love that kid. He, he, uh, inquisitive, that kid. I mean, he, you sure know, is. Yeah, I, my wife is like, he'll grow out of it. And I'm saying, when? Because like, he's just like, oh, you know, uh, do you know why the moon isn't always full? And uh, how deep is the ocean? And uh, why are trees, you know, of different kinds? And like, it's nonstop. And it's been that way since he could talk, which it was early. I'm talking 18 months, 20 months. Like, that soon. Oh, terrible. I mean, I love him. He's fine. You know, but you do kind of wonder if he's, you know, I don't want to, but like, you're like, is that kid, you know, like, and, and I mean, he's fine. God love him. But yeah. he's a funny guy. Do you find yourself, because uh, I, I always wonder this too, like with my mom, I, I grew up with a single mom and I would ask her all the time, like, are you making up a lot of these answers or do you do you find yourself like doing the research? Oh, so forget can, it. Yeah. No. And I'm, this is, you know, this is before we all had uh, Google and Siri and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, at a certain point, I mean, but, you know, it's not even 9 a.m. and you're out of answers. So yeah, you just start making stuff up. For a while, I wrote it down, got books full of it, but, uh, you know. Because at first I was like, wow, that was a clever, uh, you know, good job, Jerry. That was a good answer. Uh, and then it's like, why? Who's going to read this? Yeah. I'm realizing now that your your neighbor, Kevin, met the president of the United States in New York when his parents lost him. He met, oh, you're talking about Donald Trump? Yeah. Yeah. I, he says that. I don't have any proof of it. I mean, it doesn't, he seems, I guess I could see where you think that kid's lying a little bit. I mean, you know. The things he talks about, I mean, 
filling a toilet full of turpentine. You know, yeah. I mean, that's like, who does that? I think you're right, Jerry, that he is one of those kids because he really did some damage to those wet bandits, man. Like, I, like you take a flamethrower to somebody's head and that's got to raise some red flags. I, you know, I don't want to put forth conspiracy theories, but like, in all the world, in all the land, these two escape, you know, this, you got your Harry, you got your Murph. These are a couple of funny guys. Like, you, you know, these guys... These guys get out of jail and they just happen to bump into him on a street corner in New York City, easily one of the top three biggest cities, you know, in uh, southeastern New York. I, I that's, you know, that, what, I'm not saying that Kevin McAllister wrote to them, but for me, it's like, that's a funny guy. Do you think, yeah, now that you said it, because New York's pretty big. I mean, I, I've, yeah, it's a big place. Sure. I wonder now that you say that, like, is he, is he doing this? Like, is he, there's a subset of people out there, I'm telling you, especially women and, you know, little Jeffrey Dahmers that are, you know, like, they correspond with people in jail. Yeah. They write away to them and they're like, oh, it's for research. And it's like, no, you you know, that could be you. I mean, a lot of women wanted to marry Ted Bundy. Is that that the murder guy? The murder guy, yeah. Well, that, you know, I'm not their dad, but that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of those women might be a little bit... You know, like developmental or what? You know, I mean, I'm sure they're fine, but real nice ladies. Alternative school kids. I mean, like you know, like yeah, 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 totally. What's Orlando? What's your favorite thing to do in Orlando? Because I've never been there, and oh, I would really like to go. You've never been to Orlando. I've never been to oh, Orlando. Oh man, they got everything there. I mean, they got uh, Epcot, and right there, that's most of the planet. I mean, you're seeing, you can have lunch in Mexico and like, you know, lunch dessert in France. Yeah. I mean, it's all right there. And uh, there's the golf ball that I think has nothing in it. And uh, also, you know, um, uh, my sister calls it Kissimmee. I think it's called Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, yeah. That's right there. You want to get in the car, you got Cape Canaveral, Cape Kennedy, however you want to frame that, Cocoa Beach. You know, that's where uh, obviously everybody knows uh, where I dream of genie was set. That's how I of think course. of it. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, you got to, you know tourist things. You can get a go get in a gator boat, go see the gators and stuff. I got to be careful because my son Mitch, you know, he's not he does his best, but he's uh, turns out back with us now. So um, yeah, we're all under one roof. So he's back with. Oh, so he did leave at some point, and he's he's just he's back now. Just like you know, to like vocational programs. That's that's tough. Yeah, he's um, but I mean, he's still a young man. He's not, he's not, you know, quite forty. That is a young man. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what it's like to be a parent. That's that's got to be very. Oh dramatic. yeah, don't. Yeah, I won't. I won't. Oh no, you shouldn't. It, yeah, you know, in the end, I think it was real good that we got out of that uh, and moved to Evanston because um, also on that street was uh this creepy old man. You know, he didn't his kids got the gist of it, I think, and knew to stay away. But um, yeah, the South Bend Shovel Slayer, right? Yeah, that you know, people talk a lot of stuff. That that's not all accurate. No, he, no, no, no. He was from Elkhart. And he thought that he might have actually been a serial killer. Did you ever see him kill anybody or anything like that? Oh, I know it for sure. If you talk to the guy, uh, he'll he talks about it. Just straight up. A lot of these guys are real proud. <laughs> serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, they leave clues. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Zodiac guy, he left you know all them drawings. Yeah. All them doodles. Do you have like a particular serial killer that you're most fascinated with? Like, you know. Yeah, Kevin McAllister. I think that kid's going to grow up to be a real piece of work. Real funny guy. 
Well, Jerry, I hope that's. I, I'm glad you're in Evanston. Any big plans for any upcoming vacations? You've you've got Orlando. Are you going to go back there? Or you got anywhere else you're going to go check out? Uh, it's just it's my understanding that uh, that you know Mitchie's got some questions for us when I get home. So oh well, that ought to be the next couple weeks. <sighs> well, Jerry, that's I, I hats off to you, man. That's that's tough. You're you're doing a great job. One one day at a time. Well, Jerry, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Do you? Do I have to go or can No, you're more you can okay. absolutely hang out here. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. might not be recording, but if you want to hang out for a little bit, we can. I don't need to record. Thanks for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself and Nate DeFort, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Original music was composed by Jesse Case, and additional music was composed by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Gerald Murphy was played by Mark Evan Jackson. You can catch Mark as the host of the amazing The Good Place, the podcast, currently releasing episodes twice weekly. And speaking of The Good Place, it returns to NBC for its third season on September 27th. And then on October 19th, you can catch Mark in Can You Ever Forgive Me with Melissa McCarthy. We also want to send out a very special thanks this week to our good buddy Mark Soboleski. If you'd like to support My Neighbors Are Dead while getting unique swag and a look behind the scenes of how we make the show, go to patreon.com slash mynaborsaredead. No amount is too small and every bit helps. If you have yet to rate and review My Neighbors Are Dead on iTunes, please take a second and do so. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by and share your favorite episodes. If you want to join in weekly discussions about the movies covered on our episodes, you can join us on our Facebook group, The Neighbors Movie Society. Big thanks to this week's sponsor, Shudder. If you want one free month of Shudder to meet all your horror streaming needs, use the promo code NEIGHBORS at Shudder.com. Once again, that's promo code NEIGHBORS at Shudder.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.